Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Whoa. New York strip steak? Ooh. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writers. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basketbuds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Harper. We got Mo Dakiel, we got Jay King, we got Trevon Edwards, we got Dave DeFore producing, and we have no more season. It's done. Everybody go home. Well, not everybody, just, just 10 teams, and then get rid of another four teams in the next couple of days, and then we'll just have... Zach, Jay's already on vacation. And... He's at the beach. He's yeah, already on vacation. It's so an audio medium, uh, Mo. Uh, so the Zoom. Oh, well, you can watch us on YouTube, though, you, Zach. You, you could. Um, still not a great joke. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. The Clippers want the Suns. Do they? Uh, they got them either way. We'll get into the play in action that's happening Tuesday and Wednesday, mostly just Tuesday. And then uh, you know we'll talk uh, we'll talk some Mavericks tanking, but first, guys, <laughs> Timberwolves just never stop giving us content, just never stop. So, all right, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, first and <laughs> foremost, Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert got into it on the bench during Game 82. They win that game. They get to be the eight slot which means they go take on the Lakers for the seventh seed in the play-in tournament. They lose that game. Then they have a tougher road. They, have, they fall down to nine. They've had to beat the Thunder and then go beat the loser of Pelicans-Lakers. So they end up winning this game, but I genuinely think they won this game because the Timberwolves sent Rudy Gobert home at halftime. They sent him home like a kid who acted up at school. I don't know if like his... His family had to come get him. I don't know what happened. My man got an external suspension from the second half. (laughs) Home because he and Kyle Anderson were reportedly, I don't know, arguing about rebounds or block shots or whatever. And, and so at one point, Rudy just goes and punches him in the chest, just punches him in the chest. And then Torian Prince, who was right there, Shove the shit out of Rudy Gobert. That wasn't a I, look. I'm gonna make assumptions here. That was not a. I'm breaking up this fight. Push. That was. I'm sick of your shit. Push. He shoved Rudy. They go into the locker room. Shamstrani and John Krasinski reported that in the locker room we had another altercation between them. No punches were thrown, but they uh, essentially Kyle Anderson was like, "I'll beat your ass. Like I'm, or I'll knock your ass out. Like that's what I'm gonna do." And so there's. A video that I don't know if I don't know how real this video is, but there's a video where you don't see anything, but you hear Kyle Anderson talking, yelling about like, yeah, I tried to tell you about this, whatever, like just mad at Rudy Gobert as he's walking to the locker room at halftime. Um, after Rudy gives a an apology tweet, right? Uh, but in it, can't help himself. Yeah, he just had to say. He, that is the thing. Look, we have to be fair here. We killed Draymond during whatever that like in memoriam apology video he had after he punched Jordan Poole. The 15-minute documentary. Yeah, the 15-minute little mini <laughs> docu-series that he did. We killed him for like saying, oh, you don't know what was said, but you know what, blah, blah, blah. 
No, Draymond, you punched out a teammate. You're wrong. Um, with Rudy in his in his tweet apologizing to Kyle and the fans and the organization, his teammates and everything, he says, regardless of what was said, buddy, just take the blame. Like, just take that. You don't have to like give yourself an out there. No one's gonna give it to you. We get a get a what Jake called the softest leak ever. Of oh, he's fighting really through was. a bad back, fight through a bad back. And and oh, then I, I mean, had a bad and, back today, Kyle. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't I'm see like, me playing through feel, my bad back. I feel like I'm rambling. I'm not even done with the fucking story yet. Like, there's so much to this. And then Draymond tweets out insecurity is always loud which is what rudy tweeted out when draymond punched out jordan Poole months ago you like they there's so much to unpack here it's trey it's a full circle trey i <laughs> the fuck is going on and by the circle. way they play tomorrow they play tomorrow <laughs> they've got to go beat the lakers tomorrow to try to get into the playoffs it would be the first time since 2003 2004 that the Wolves made back-to-back postseasons. If they if they can win the play-in tournament, either seventh or eighth seed, it hasn't happened since Shrek Two was in theaters. So Trey, the Wolves, Rudy, Kyle, the fuck, Jaden McDaniels, don't forget him. <laughs> oh, Jaden McDaniels broke his head. That was Jayden everything. Was, was I was just I was oh just God. going I was just going to imply <laughs> that Jaden McDaniels did the Amari Stoudemire basketball <laughs> players. If you're listening. Please don't take your anchor out on walls. The walls always win. Mm-hmm. Stop Any object shit. always, always wins. No yeah, Jim McDaniels punched the wall, broke his hand out for the season. His He's shooting done. hand. His shooting yeah. hand, too. Don't yeah. punch yeah. with your shooting oh hand if you're God. going to do it. <laughs> oh, my so God. So in this, in this particular situation, right, I actually messaged Kyle because I was curious of what's going on. You know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Tensions sure. flares like us being on a podcast all 82 games, and sometimes we're not going to agree with stuff. Now, obviously, this is a very public form thing because it's a timeout. There's some frustration. It was actually getting to it with your teammate day because Bones Highland and Mason Plumley both had the same altercation, and things just got testy. But like Mo and Jay and you said, Pretty much, this is not the time, Timberwolves. You just lost Nas Reed, right? Yeah. Nas Reed. Then, now, Rudy probably is not going to be allowed back until he shows some type of improvement, right? And he only has a day to do that. So I'm sure he apologized to the team. He probably practiced. They're still trying they, to they figure out the what right they want to do. Yeah, they all said the right things of, like, we're going to move on. We're men, like, all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? They said the right things, yeah. Exactly, because they have one common goal at the end of the day. They they still want to make it to the playoffs. They still want to do what they need to do. I was going to say get time. Rudy back to France was the common goal. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, they also want to make the playoffs. It'd be but interesting the t- if he got deported, though. All yeah. of a sudden, they find yeah. something on him, and then he's deported. That's wild. But at the end of the day, <laughs> oh, they Jesus. still got to go out and win this basketball game. They they were doing so well. Anthony Edwards is really fucking Yo, good, he's by so the way. Good. He's so I hate, good. I, I hate that all this – this stuff that happened overshadowed his great performance yeah. yesterday. And, and Kat, I think, look, Cat had a great fourth quarter, a great second mm-hmm. half. Like he would, you know, he struggled, came back, hit like hit three straight threes at one point. Like they, it was a good win. Thirty points yeah. on nineteen shots. Like that's a that's a hell of a game for Cat. Like that's awesome. Like yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I don't want to technically count them out, but the more men, the more chances of winning at this particular point. So, um, 
they might have shot themselves in the foot. Who knows? But at the end of the day, they have to be they're moving like a very young team. And you think bringing in vets like Mike Conley, Kyle Anderson, et cetera, mm-hmm. you know, and Rudy that, and Rudy himself. I don't. I, th- this is the thing. I don't think that he he's of age, but not mature enough, right? Right. But they but they traded it like he was. That yeah. I mean, of course, <laughs> yeah. of course. In in this situation, they they you know he he got coddled so much in the Jazz organization to a point of like now it's kind of like now you get you guys get to see what we were dealing with, and thank you for the haul that we got back. But that's your problem now. Mm-hmm. And in Cal's frustration, I'm sure he's just kind of like. Look, you guys need to hold him accountable. I'm sure throughout the season, there have been things. Even when we um, were early on in the year, I think it was Naz Reed who spoke out and said, we all know who the problem was. And everyone probably assumed that it was D'Angelo Russell. And it could have been Rudy Gobert. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to assume. Well, but It wasn't D'Lo. I can tell you that. <laughs> of course. Of course, because D'Lo went on to play with the Lakers and he's yeah. having a good time. And and I think those guys still like D'Lo, but in this particular situation going forward, they now have to have a a, a win a, a win or die basketball game mm-hmm. tomorrow. You know what I mean? And and in this case, I don't. I, it's not really working in their favor. But KG said a good scuffle builds team chemistry. So I'm not sure, Zach. You're the you know you're the you're the wolf guy. Or our former the, ladder yeah, wolf guy, the, our yeah, beef court, uh, uh, beef, beef judge. court judge. Yeah, um, it's yo man, that's the uh, it's not good. I tell you, it's not the situation is not good. I I think it's fixable. I do think it's fixable, but it's currently not good. There's so much to break down here, and first we could do we could do this a whole, could be the whole three show. hour show on this. <laughs> yeah, like we, we have other absolutely. things to get to. I don't know. We'll get to them. Like, <laughs> so first is the what Kyle Anderson said. Which was reportedly shut the fuck up, bitch. Yeah. Um, which is like, it, it's he shouldn't say it, but it's also just something you say when you're upset in the moment. And I don't <laughs> think you should really take that personally, especially well, given all the quotes from people, including from Rudy, literally the day before this happened. Oh, saying <laughs> saying that Kyle Anderson is just a direct leader who is going to be super blunt super yeah. honest can be abrasive whatever so you just have to accept that shout and out Mike to Conley, uh, chris hine of the star tribune for uh for unleashing that after he's working on just a, amazing timing. A, an article on the leadership of kyle anderson had that quote from rudy is like well might as well put this <laughs> the out day there. before the day before just incredible That's amazing um but anyway so so that's that part. And Mike Conley, a- after the game, kind of said as much, like, you just have to know that Kyle's going to be direct with you, and that's how the way he's going to treat you, and you just have to accept it and move on. Um, and then the Tory and Prince reaction was the most damning part of it all to me. Because... I'm with you, yeah. The reaction when you see two teammates getting into it is almost always to just break it up, to get in between it and hold somebody back and make sure nothing escalates. Tory and Prince... He he acted like he was just waiting for a chance to go at Rudy Gobert all season. Like he had been waiting for the one moment that Rudy lost his shit so that he could then go at Rudy Gobert. He's just been, he's just been on guard <laughs> this whole time. And on so, it's just like say something. Say something. <laughs> they just they just everything that happened in the moment, obviously we're gonna read way too much into one moment that's just in the heat of things. 
but it did seem like everyone was against Rudy Gobert in that moment, even though Kyle Anderson said something pretty rude. But it didn't feel like it was one moment. It felt like this was the oh, culmination. Yeah. That one was building up. Of of right, of things building up with that. And then it was just kind of funny where the whole thing starts with Kyle Anderson, like, hey, block some shots. Hey, Rudy Gobert responds with get some rebounds and all that. Mm-hmm. Like this is just the 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 craziness of it. But the, the McDaniel side of it is really the most brutal thing because they need him. He's for so this good. playing game. He's all defense for me, man. Yeah. He's yeah. Right. They need him in this game against the Lakers. And if they lose, they're going to need him on Thursday night, whoever they play. Like, this is a massive blow for their chances. You whoever know, they'll they play, figure they're playing they're playing New Orleans. <laughs> I love the Thunder, but they're gonna play New Orleans. Okay, fine. New Orleans, whoever, whatever. <laughs> I wanted to give the Thunder some chances, but okay. But, anyways, like desperately going to need him in these games, you know? And I think that's the thing that's so brutal with it. It's just like, not only did this just hurt team chemistry and all that stuff, you lost a player out of this who wasn't involved in the scuffle in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a, it's a tough blow. Uh, we'll see what happens. New Orleans, Brandon Ingram. Yo, he's good. He's He's good. He, 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 and and he's rolling right now. They were going back and forth, man. Those two are so, so turned into an awesome game. Yeah, it was. Oh awesome. my god, it was one of my favorite games of the season. Like it was, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. The the one part of the McDaniel's injury that I'm looking forward to is that now Anthony Edwards is going to have to guard the best players on the other team. Yeah, right. And I think he's actually much better in that role because off ball he can just kind of fall asleep and and just get checked out. But when he's locked in and he's guarding somebody, he's a good he can be incredible. Yeah, he's yeah. Good just incredible. And so I think the challenge of guarding the best player every night over this next stretch, yeah, maybe it's just one game. Like it'll be really, really fun to watch him guard LeBron. It'll yeah, be was, really, really fun to watch Zach, him guard whoever. He was talking to Ingram during that game, during that fourth quarter. Like he was just like, and it wasn't like it was. It didn't look like like. Like shit talking, it, like it looked like, like a guy just made it to first base in baseball, and like they just have a conversation with the first baseman. Right. Like they was just like a, it was this just a funny thing. They kept cutting back to him, and he's just smiling and talking and everything. It might have been the shit he was saying to Bo Cruz in that horrible movie Hustle. Like I don't know what it was, but it was it was great, man. Like he's great. Zach, you mean to tell me you enjoyed that game more than the Peyton Pritchard first triple double? Or are you done? That's Haslam's twenty four <laughs> points. It's not. It was a, it was oh, a weird. It was a weird a triple last... double too. It Cam, was a yo, weird last Cam day Thomas, of the season. Cam Thomas, forty six, man. I mean, <laughs> Cam Thomas, man, free my man, Cam Thomas. He is Did you a see Jacques, score. Jacques Vaughn's quote about Cam Thomas was so perfect after the game. It was oh, incredible. Was they it? asked him about Cam Thomas, and he's like, "Well, did you see the score? We lost one hundred thirty four to one hundred five. Like, <laughs> at some point, you're gonna have to marry like the whole scoring points thing with like helping your teammates thing. Well, that's not his fault. He had forty six of one hundred five. Man, where's everyone else stepping up? But um, I mean, Kenny Lofton, Zach. I'm surprised. Oh, forty two. You mentioned no, your that, guy. That's gonna be all of POC on Thursday. It's just Kenny oh, Lofton. Okay. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Stay tuned uh, for that. Trey. I will admit, you're right. Uh, Udonis Haslam's twenty four was way better. <laughs> he got an alley oop. He caught an alley oop. He's got to be out for alley He's got to be out for three. three. Yeah, thirteen Listen, in the first quarter. He's encased in the, ice right now. Like, this is the thing. You get your last shot, right? They call him in. You don't know what to expect from Haslam. Yeah. I didn't, so I'm like, okay, UD, I'm gonna check you out. 
He balling. Like I'm He's like, balling. All right. Dwayne Wade was like, losing shit on the sideline. I'm line. like 14 like, so in the first funny. quarter. He might actually crack the rotation now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then I'm looking and I'm like, yo, he caught an alley oop. Like, huh? Yeah. It was. It was. It was. It was up there. But you also got to think about this, right? We doing inflation. Haslam's 24 is Kobe 60. I'm exactly. with you. Oh, I'm with, it might be his 81. <laughs> like I like it's at, at at 65 years old. He's catching oops. He's hitting corner threes. Like <laughs> it's it's one of the greatest performances in NBA history. Had he scored 24 points all season? I would no. bet he had a total, like total. I would points? bet there's no chance he has no. scored 24 Good points a season. Question. Bro, he um, ain't scored 24. I'm checking that right now. Yeah. Listen, he probably he hasn't 24 scored 24 minutes. 20, <laughs> I was gonna say he hasn't probably scored 24 in like seven years. I'm gonna he, be honest. He played against the Celtics legitimate minutes against the Celtics earlier this year, and I was it, it was just is, a great He has 27 points on the season, so I'm gonna get so he had three <laughs> before that. He had three points before having 24 on the final day. Yo, How many minutes that, did he have going into this game? Because I don't think he had enough. He well, he's 71 on the season, so I don't know how many he played, but if we're doing it on a scale, that would have been like fifteen hundred for Kobe in his final game. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. He scored four points three years ago. The whole season. This is wow. But that's what I'm saying. Good for you. You know, Udonis is sitting sitting at home in his new rocking chair that they gave him, and just thinking he should have been playing all year and that he could have done this all year. Jay, you have him sitting at home. I have him encased in ice. Like I have him sitting. Let's let's get crazy. Let's give him. Let's get crazy and give him Eastern Player of the Week. I'm with it. Absolutely, I give him to them for the month. It's it's also great that he just knows he's not going to play in any play-in or playoff like. The regular been, season had to be yeah. the one that he treated as his final Look, game, even though his team is technically going forward. I've been struggling with uh, who's going to get my fifth place vote on the MVP ballot. I think I just oh, found boy. it. I think I just found <laughs> Hey, PJ Brown got a few, like, I was going to say a few years ago, like 25 years ago, PJ Brown got one, but <laughs> PJ Brown got it. PJ Brown got a fifth place MVP vote, man. It's It, it happens. Uh, all right, let's move on to, uh, to speaking of more just unbelievable shit. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks tanked out of the playing tournament. Our, um, our topics were what I looked at today. I was like, "Yeah, this is these are awesome topics." Yeah. <laughs> so the Mavs, the Mavs had an outside chance at making the ten spot in the playing tournament. They had to win their final two games, and they needed the Thunder to lose on Sunday because the Thunder had already played eighty-one games. Um, so Dallas went into Friday night's game, game eighty-one, sitting Kyrie Irving. Christian Wood, Maxi Claver, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Luca played a quarter plus, I think, two possessions of the second quarter because there were a bunch of Slovenians in the building. That's that's why he played. Slovenian night. And, and so and so everyone's killing the Mavs. Like, how do you do this? Blah, blah, blah. I will give them credit in the sense that. They know that they're cooked. They know this team sucks. They and know that they're not good enough. They would miss the playoffs or the play-in tournament even if they had won out the two games that they tanked. Right, right, right. Uh, As it turned they, out. They, yeah, they needed the – yeah, it, the Thunder would have had to have lost on Sunday. Zach, uh, can we call out how tasteless it is to take that to the office, the league office? Um, I'd rather shame them than go well, to the – to go tell on somebody. We, we, we know we know what ha- we know what happened there, right? 
That's the Knicks. <laughs> you know why? You know why the Knicks got hit for tampering on Jalen Jalen Brunson? Dallas. Because they tampered Dallas. on Jalen Brunson. Well, they yeah, but everybody tampers, man. Like part of but, but part of me part of then, me wonders though if this was the the league going like you want to protest games. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. No, I, I, talking to people, I, look, I can't outright report this, but talking to people like the league office will not really do that shit unless someone files a complaint. Um, Dallas filed a complaint for New York tamper with Jalen Brunson, and so I guarantee the second. Nick saw this. Like, well, we need an investigation on this. Nothing's gonna come of it. Um, but yeah, I Dallas knew like Dallas knew they were cooked. They know they they know they're not good, right? Like they like they have to they have to spend the next I mean, according to Tim McMahon of ESPN, like they got like a year and they're you know, until they start worrying about is Luca gonna ask for a trade? Luca's like not a, happy. Sound like an episode of billions. <laughs> it does, man. Um, the Mavs have had a rough go of it. Jay and I were on were on AMP the other day, and we were going through the most games played since they won the cha- since the Mavs won the championship in 2011. Dwight Powell has played the most games for the Mavs since then. Monte Ellis and is he's top- third. He's third in scoring for them since then. Yes. Dwight Powell. Ma- Monte Al- Monte Ellis is top ten in scoring since then. He's played two seasons. He's top ten in scoring. For the Mavs Wait, how, since the how championship. Long, how, how long ago was this? Since two thousand since two thousand eleven. Since they won the shit. Yeah. I mean, it's like it it's been a bad decade. Decade plus. They lucked into Luca because the Suns were stupid and didn't get him. The Kings were stupid and didn't get him. And the Hawks were stupid and they traded him. Like they are not a well run organization right now. And so like I man, they need an overhaul of a lot. They do have to worry about about losing Luca, but Mo, like with with this Mavericks thing, how offended are you that they they tanked out the final two two games? And also, we should add in it protects their draft pick that would go to the Knicks, assuming because they're currently tenth, uh, it's top ten protected. Assuming that we don't get some fuckery in the lottery, which actually would be amazing, uh, if one of these teams eleven through fourteen jumps, jumps. them. Uh, then they will lose their pick. I'm not offended at all. I'm more offended by Portland's blatant tanking through the two second years, half of the two season. Two years in a row. Two years in a row. Two years in a row. I'm not offended that they tanked the last two games of the season. When Listen, they should have tanked immediately after they lost those two games to Charlotte. They won mm-hmm. two more games in that process, and really I'm looking at them going, what the fuck are you doing? Don't even win those games. They should have been tanking before then. I, I'm not offended. This is just uh, they're trying to protect the, the one draft pick. We knew this team was cooked from the, the beginning. They they finished the season winning two out of their last ten games of the year. It's This team was nothing. We knew they were bad after the trade deadline when we looked at them and said they had no defense. It didn't work for them offensively. And, Zach, you said you know they haven't been well run. I have a lot of questions of if Mark Cuban's even a good owner. We give Cuban a lot of credit. But I don't oh, he's even on know. Shark Tank, man. He's on Shark Tank. Like He's on TV. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that, that works. I mean, like we, we give him a lot of that credit and and he has the feel of a good owner, but it's like, man, everything you watch from this team, since everything you said, Dwight Powell, <laughs> longest tenure. Dwight, Dwight Powell's like Mr. Maverick over the last like, like, 12 years. Is, I'm, like... I'm looking at this stuff, just going, you know, go back and look at the, him letting Steve Nash walk and all of those things. Like there's, I have a lot of questions of whether Mark Cuban's an actually a good owner for a team. The uh, 
I, I disagree with you saying you're not offended. I was absolutely offended by this. And it has nothing to do with them you tanking. You get offended? It has nothing to do with them tanking because every team tanks. We've seen Damian Lillard get shut down. We've seen the Spurs just go an entire season without even trying to put together a, a anyone good on their roster. We have seen a abundant an abundant amount of tanking this season alone, never mind the past 10 seasons. The difference here is you have Luka Doncic. You have a generational player on your team, and you fucked it up so badly that you decided tanking the last two games was the best idea. You went out and traded for Kyrie Irving. You thought he was the fix. You thought he would be the second guy next to Luka Doncic, and you absolutely fell apart over the second half of the season so badly that you had to tank over the last two games of the season, including on Slovenia night when Luka Doncic only played one quarter in front of his, they were the people from his home. They country. were sweating that final shot. that could have tied it up too. They were down three. They put up a three. They were sweating that thing going in and having gone to overtime. By the way, you, you know, next year, Slovenia night's going to be much earlier in the season. Just, <laughs> just. <And it's, laughs> so, so it's not just about the tanking. It's just like, I'm offended by the last year that they've had to, to bungle the Jalen Brunson situation as badly as they did first mm. with the lack of an extension, then with just letting him go to New York, then putting together a roster that was just, Anyone knew looking at that roster going into this season, they weren't good enough at either end of the court. They they bring in Christian Wood, who clearly Jason Kidd was never on board with, not once, and just has defensive holes. They went from a team that was they went from a team that was loaded with like just they played such great defense last season, and that was their identity was having a, a great defense, a super sharp defense. Yeah a super connected defense and then having two guys in Luca and Jalen Brunson who could make plays off the bounce. The, they just, they let the defense go. They let Brunson go. And then they made a desperation trade for Kyrie Irving and they still ended up tanking. So I'm offended by all of it. I'm not offended by the tanking itself. It's just when you have Luca and you have to resort to that, it is pathetic. It's embarrassing. Man. And it says so much about, how many things you had to fuck up to get into that place. I really want the Mavericks to lose this pick. Not because I'm anti-Mavericks. I just think it's I think it's funny of like what the content will be from Cuban complaining. Like you know Cuban will go like, all right, I need to see this lottery process. Like he'll go full conspiracy on this. Um and maybe it would be a conspiracy. I don't. I don't know. Like, it, like I, you know, I every time, him. every time an owner, uh, there's a new owner who buys a team, uh, buys a bad team, saves them from a bad owner. All of a sudden, they get some lottery luck, right? Or someone, or they feel aggrieved. Like LeBron leaves Cleveland. All of a sudden, they get the number one pick for Kyrie. Uh, AD wants out of New Orleans. All of a sudden, they get Zion Williamson. Are you saying Wembenyama is going to be with Kevin Durant next year? No, I no. I'm saying I think he's going to Charlotte because <laughs> <laughs> the Hornets sale. I was going to say, I think he's going to San Antonio, but I don't know. We'll see. If, if that keeps popping around him for it. I mean, I would love LaMelo and Victor. That would be fun. 
that'd be a lot of fun. But I yeah. want well, I'm Benyama really, and Zach Collins would be hell. I want Cuban as the Mavs representative on draft lottery night. So when it's announced, I just want him to flip the table over or something <laughs> when they lose the pit. Like I want that reaction right away. No, he's gonna send like Theo Pinson or something. Theo Pinson a triple double yesterday, by the way. <laughs> yeah, weird day. That was weird awesome. Day. That was awesome. Can't wait to hear about that on his podcast. Um, what do you he think? The pick- oh, dude, it's a great podcast. Uh, what do you think the fix is? Because they don't have like they don't have a lot of flexibility here. Like I, they've kind of painted themselves in a corner where they have to resign Kyrie with the, whatever he wants, and we don't even know <laughs> if that's a sure thing. Like so, the real reason why. So I was always pushing for Derek Lively, right? They get the top ten pick. They get this Tyson Chandler two point agile big that they, you know, can catch uh, lobs and and defend. But solely, that's just a piece to dangle for trades. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, they're trying to get better now. They're not no project, anything like that. The number one goal is obviously to resign Kyrie, but then also, hey, we get this pick. We know that the top 10 is a, a good one. Let's try to move it. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. in this particular situation, they solely want this, and they solely thought this out just to trade it. That's mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. it. And, and, yeah, adding adding a rookie is not going to help this thing. No, oh, not at all. Yeah. But it also, the problem for them going forward, even just in the building of it, and the reason why they kind of have to use this pick to trade it, is they still owe the Knicks another pick. They have another mm-hmm. pick going out to the, the Nets for Kyrie. I mean, they're they're at a certain mm-hmm. point where they, they're going to be limited in what they can do in terms of putting more draft capital into trades. Like, they have a, they're at a difficult spot, and who do you want on that team? What's a trade chip besides that? Hopefully for them going to be a top 10 pick after that. Like what's a real trade chip. That's going to bring back a piece for them. Like they're going to have to get real creative and get lucky with something. You know, somebody's going to have, maybe it's a sign and trade. Maybe somebody really wants Kyrie so badly. They'll give up. They'll do a sign and trade and give up assets, but it's like, it's, it's pretty bleak right now for, for Dallas. I don't know how you improve this roster. It's, it's an, it's an absolute, absolute mess um so i don't want to step on the toes of our friends at basketball illuminati but um, i think he does i think it's i think it's time to put on some tinfoil hats here because yesterday in clippers Suns, clippers win that game they get the five seed they face the Suns in the in the first round they lose that game get the six seed they go face the the kings but but they didn't know that at with full certainty at the time, yeah, like Minnesota yeah, I, had I, I to think win when they for saw that, that to be the case. I think when they saw that Portland was on the schedule for the Warriors that day, they, they knew they what knew. was going to happen. Yeah, they like I I think they but they knew. needed Minnesota to win that game for them to be in the six rather than the seven. Right, it, it, right. in New Orleans for the, the there was a lot of convoluted stuff right. with that, but also it was pretty awesome that the NBA did do just two start times for games. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, this is the thing. They're like, we're not doing that fucker anymore. Like, you're, yeah. like you, everyone's gonna start playing. But it was so right. there's a way. The there's, a, there's a way to get around this. Yeah, this, this is going. There's to a it. way to get around this. What if there's just suddenly a speaker malfunction in the arena that has to be fixed? Oh, it has to be fixed before we can get back to action. There was, I don't know how long the delay was. I do know this. I kept switching between games and stuff on, you know, I was, I was going back and forth between uh, Lakers, Jazz, and Wolves, Pelicans, right? 
those were the two games I was concentrating on. Every once in a while, I'd check in just to see the bloodbath that was Warriors Blazers, but I was mostly going Lakers Jazz and and uh, and Wolves Pelicans. And so every time I'm in the NBA app on on my Apple TV, I go out and I see it's still the same score. It's still the same score in the Suns Clippers game. Same amount of time. I'm like, what the hell's going on, man? This app is glitchy as hell like god nba needs to fix their app fix their app and then i was like all right i'll open up twitter and i look and i'm like oh speaker malfunction huh interesting 10 minute delay huh i wonder why you need a speaker to be working in order to have the game or whatever i don't know maybe they're worried it's gonna fall down or something or maybe it's having awful feedback and players can't concentrate i don't know i wasn't watching the game so i gotta admit don't know then there's a certain point when I think the Wolves were up 108, 106 in uh in the fourth quarter, I think I saw the this this clip when that was the score where Ty Lue was asking, What's going on? Like, like what's go- what's happening in this what like what do we do here? What do we do? He ends up the Clippers just end up winning the game, and now they're catching so much shit for winning, which is a weird, a weird culture, right? But the win. Got them a first round matchup with the Suns instead of the Kings. Suns have Kevin Durant isn't ready yet. Yeah, Paul George is not going to be available to start the series. Maybe he comes back at some point during the series, but he's not available to start the series. And so, did the Clippers mess up by believing in wins, or should they be like, "Fuck this, we'll go take on anybody"? They screwed up. They screwed up. No, I don't think they screwed up at all because at the end of the day, you have to, I mean, look, you're going into a play. Do you want to go into a play in without Paul George? Right. Right. I don't like the odds of just going in with one game, Mm -hmm. whether they lose, like their fate is, it's, it's written regardless, but I rather have a window where I potentially can get Paul George back or, you know, in this particular situation, I'm fighting for my life going into a play-in where I don't know which player's going to show up. Whether Russ shoots him out of game, where Russ has a be- a better game, and then Ka- Kawhi doesn't play well, I don't I don't know. But at the end of the day, I rather go into a series versus Suns, and I know that I'm guaranteed four games. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, because- instead of the two, like because they would have been the seven if Pelicans win all this stuff. There so was now, no way they, they were ever going to end up in six. I'm and it just by the I don't believe in curses, but the Clippers they were they're damned you either think, way. Yeah, all it of a sudden, Brandon Ingram grows wings and just <laughs> yeah, Rudy Gobert like comes back and punches everybody, every teammate like in the fourth quarter. <laughs> something odd, right? It's like like nah, it's just one of those things. This. It's there was no way if the Clippers lost, I promise you they would have been seventh. I don't know, they might even have been eighth. Like there's oh, no man. way. Yeah, but it's just but they're, they're damned. They're, they're due. Problem was. Like trying to win at the beginning of that game is right because I I wouldn't want to slip to the playing tournament. I would not want to be in that situation, especially without Paul George, where you're playing LeBron and the Lakers, and you could very well lose that one. And then yeah, but you'd be at home. You're, but then all of a sudden you're looking at a, an elimination. Like <laughs> you'd be at home. Okay, great. Nice nice joke there. Um. But it, it was their, a their it just problem. Took you nine seconds to get their, it. Their <laughs> problem was midway through the fourth quarter 
once they realized that Minnesota was going to win, and they must have realized that Minnesota was going to win because we know Ty Lue was on the bench asking what was going on in that game, and we know that he was getting updates about that game. They never aborted the mission. They never just decided, you know what? Let's 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 what, no longer win this game. To the gods. end, why Leonard guys? was just dusting Phoenix Suns bums for buckets. He can't and turn it off, man. He can't turn it off. Like he could get some. You out, can't though. play him. You can't that get the one game out. they get to decide to sit him out. I would have been <laughs> like, yo, Plumley, it's point guard time. It is I'm just right. You just the run down Highland, Mason Plumley. <laughs> Pick and rolls yeah. the rest of the day and the, say, all right, either fight Should have done that after they shoved each other. Should have done that after they shoved that. You know what? You guys want to play? Fine. You right, play fine. with each other. We're doing nothing but, but pick and rolls. But but it was it was tough. Like it, even that Minnesota game, it was it was close till basically the very end. Yeah. Um and it, and if Minnesota falls behind in that one, like then you're screwed. <laughs> and and you decide to lose and you're in seventh. So it, it it was a tough situation, and it would have had to be like on the fly, knowing exactly when Minnesota took a huge, a big enough lead for you to be comfortable in that. Which is um, never, by the way, <laughs> when, when the Wolves are involved, it's never. But there, there was a moment where it looked like we were when we were we're gonna. I was really excited for this Laker Clipper play in game. I was really oh for, for sure oh for shit that, man that, I would have been I would have been back in the building for that one that, that one I would have been like can I get a credential please yeah like, I need that I need that credential the, right here. the, the Metro series yes <laughs> it would have been wild the man. battle of the hallway man that's so sick man it would have and and that's the Clippers worst nightmare not because they don't think they could beat the Lakers or whatnot but it's it's you know. It's, you lose Look, to the Lakers in 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 LA in the playing game, like it becomes just a terrible yeah. push. I, they had to win this game. I know all the other stuff and trying when you try to get too cute, it bites you in the ass. And, yeah, and, that's the thing. I don't think you can get too cute with this stuff. Also, like I don't want to go on like because I I applaud teams for tanking Victor Wimba for Victor Wimbanyama, right? Like I get it, man. Like all right, yeah. I think like in the. The league applauds teams for tanking. I I rather the league I rather take a shot at it than not. Yeah, not absolutely. At, at least I can be also. Like, also, well, if if you think if you're the Clippers and whether it's delusional or not, if you think okay, yeah, we can win a title. We got Paul George is going to come back. We got Kawhi Leonard. You can't have the mentality of oh, I hope we don't play the Suns in the first right. round. Like yeah, that's a no. loser mentality. Well, yeah. for one, you you regardless of where. I always think this, right? When when people be like, "Oh, they're ducking them." If they're really that deal, you're going to run into them. Mm -hmm. If you advance, it's it's no duck. It's yeah. no duck. Nobody's really just going to. Yeah. All right, I nah, took care I... of it for you. It's very rare, unless there's an injury or something that's really serious shifting. You're going to run into them, so you might as well just throw your best shot and hope for the best. And I do think that they can probably still win. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that it's just going to roll, but like, again, yeah. If I Kevin mean, Durant, if they, Kevin Durant definitely hasn't lost a game in that purple dude, uniform. He hasn't, so. he hasn't, he hasn't missed a, he hasn't missed a shot inside of three feet. Do you know that? Like, he hasn't missed a shot ever? for them. It's well, maybe ever. Yeah. But <laughs> like, his, his, I was looking at these numbers the other day, and granted, it's only like eight games or something, but um, the best chance you have of stopping him right now is in 10 to 16 feet. Where he's shooting fifty two percent. That's his lowest percentage right now for the Suns. He's just like on this other level. He's got like a like a sixty nine point seven percent true shooting, twenty six a game, 
and he, he like and he's he would ba- be like very barely- much healthy. He would have been very much in the MVP conversation if he had stayed healthy this season. Okay, he would have, yeah. Very much in it. I know some of this is with injuries, but he hasn't lost a game since January 4th. That's pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah, they went on that massive run in, in December with Brooklyn and everything and before he got hurt. But, like, that's pretty damn impressive. Pretty I good, mean, how yeah. many games has he played since then, though? But Jay, I'm, don't ruin this. Don't worry about it. I... <laughs> Don't worry about it. Wins or wins. It sounds great, but I haven't lost a game since 2010. Nobody cares uh, about you, though. I I don't know. I thought I I saw some. My true shooting percentage isn't quite quite. When, at the when level was that clip where you forgot you forgot the clock and the score? Oh, that was J.R. Smith did. So first of all, did you lose that game? Ah, we got to move that, on. Don't worry about it. That uh, let's wasn't. Go on that, to the they didn't have tournament. a shot clock. Let's they go just on. Started to the it with a minute left in tournament. Uh, Tuesday night. God damn it! Tuesday night. We don't have, cut cut that audio of, of Jay trying to explain it, Dave. Uh, Tuesday night we no. got <laughs> Hawks at Heat for the seventh seed and Wolves at Lakers for the seventh seed. Both games, I believe, are on TNT. And so our friends at uh, Bet MGM have the spread at four and a half. Heat are favored by four and a half. Just to let you know, the Heat are ten and three over the last two seasons, including playoffs against the Hawks. Um, we've seen Gabe Vincent absolutely lock down Trey Young in a playoff series, but this is just one game. It's just one game. The Hawks are I, potent, right? Like Trey Young could go off. DeJounte Murray's still really good. DeAndre Hunter's really good. Like they have talent, but where, Jay, where do you put their chances plus four and a half against the Heat in Miami? I think Miami's gonna control this one. One team can play defense, I li- and the I like, other team on. is the Hawks. I like what you said there. Control this one. You didn't say they're gonna blow them out because Miami doesn't blow anybody out. They go into every <laughs> single game playing a clutch game and just control it. But they control the entire clutch moment. They are right? going to control this one. They will win by like seven or eight points. <laughs> I don't think it will be a blowout because I don't really believe this Miami team is great, but. The Hawks and the Hawks, they they know they're they're nothing. I think the the Heat as an organization are delusional enough to think they have a chance to go on a deep playoff run and even win a title. Yes, they like, are that delusional. They are absolutely, absolutely that delusional. They're so, thinking they got the league right where they're at. Atlanta's I not. Mean, look, it, look how UD's playing. <laughs> exactly. They have <laughs> newfound MVP candidate Udonis Haslam, but the Heat. I think the Heat will will control this one pretty easily. Mo, yeah, I mean the Hawks are just so busted defensively in how they play with everything, and I think they're such a weird position and weird season for them with bringing in Quinn mid season and trying to figure out like what they're going to do offensively and how things are going to work. And you get some games where Trey looks engaged, and other games where he doesn't. I think this is a uh, I. The Heat. I not much to say. The Heat are going to win this one. I think. The, I think the Hawks cover though because again, Jimmy might have forty five against that defense. But it's only because oh, yeah. that, the the Heat only know how to play close games. They probably have the league record all time playing cl- clutch games in a season. I, yeah, I think that I think they blew that record out of the water. Um, Trey, for the for the for the night game, we got Wolves at Lakers. We don't. We know Jaden McDaniels is out. Uh, I guess we as of this recording, we don't know. If Rudy will be disciplined anymore, 
They may roll in there with everybody minus Jade McDaniels and, and Naz Reed. Um, the Lakers are six and a half point favorites, uh, according to Bet MGM. Um, do you give the Wolves a chance in this one? No, I don't. But also, I'm rolling with the Lakers out the first round versus the Grizzlies as well. Ooh. I mean, they've been Ooh. 17. And, they're Go 17. And, hear me Spicy out. Spicy take. I love this. They're 17 and eight outside of the All Star break and trade deadline. Yeah. They've been rolling. Um, they and did I, play the Rockets like 10 games it, though, so I don't know. The, you know I mean, that was without <laughs> LeBron James too, though. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a good point. No LeBron I mean, for a lot I, of that. I mean, I do give them that. I don't think. You know, like the Shaquille Harrison's and Tristan Thompson's really moved the needle too much, but I do think that Vanderbilt, you know, and other guys, they're they're finding their their role in these things, and I think that they catch with their with their experience, they catch Memphis, you know, what I mean, slipping, and they make mm -hmm. it out of there, and yeah, they're gonna they're I don't I don't like to give them the underdog situation because they still got LeBron James, but at the end of the day. If you're betting against the Lakers against the Grizzlies, I got the Lakers, man. Most, I see yeah, I, I don't got the biggest X factor, Shannon Sharp. That's <laughs> another thing. I think it's very storied. I mean, I know we mentioned <laughs> Ru Russ, Russ, and Katie being in a you know in a in a Phoenix Clipper series. I Some cannot of stuff... wait for that clown Dylan Brooks to get lit up in that series. Let me just tell you, like, <laughs> I'm so sick. Wait till you Dude, see. I'm pro, I'm pro Dylan Brooks, man. He's a dirty ass player. Yes, and he, this and he, is hit, a great the, he hit the me. cameraman, he's which is a Dylan dick Brooks. about We've it, We've got man. another pro Dylan Brooks guy. Here we go. A clown. Zach, I saw the text last night, and I was like, fucking face. But at the end of the day, He's good at what he does, man. Whether it's being annoying or whatever, offense. it's it's. Of course, that's not his job. Yeah, but the else? main thing is, here's the thing: his job is to be annoying. He's taking advantage while he has the attention. He's, you know, wearing his hair perm down. He's dressing and wearing all these crazy things because we are giving him the attention. We're giving him the attention. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day. When he's not the face of the Grizzlies, John Moran is. I'm not expecting him to go out there and score 30 points. If he has a big night, cool. But you know what he's going to give us? Entertainment, just like Pat Beverly. So I'm all in. I'm pro Dylan Brooks. Oh. I get it, Zach. It's yes. like playing twenty. Yes. It's like playing pickup basketball. Yes. And someone and someone winning three yes. straight, and you know the person did not contribute, and you're like, why are you talking? You didn't do nothing. We call that and it's like, king. and it's like, put us <laughs> off. Nice. Dylan Brooks, he, I can't say that he doesn't do anything, but he doesn't do enough for him to talk the way he does. And exactly. I'm all for it because yeah. he gives us great quotes. He gives us entertainment and he gives us some feistiness. But, He's going to get under skin. Trey, but, if he was good at trash talk, I would be for it. He's not. His trash talk is so weak. But his outfits I mean, are incredible. I, th I, th I think it's more so broken. But at the end of the day, I look at it as what you see is what you get. And at this point, the same way Pat Beverly jumped on the table and beat his chest and he might do it in Chicago. Who knows? They're great performers. He, we got to give him that. Gonna, we got to give him that. Over the next two and a half weeks, he's going to get some attention. I just can't it's wait. Not gonna one, it's not going to be the one. It's not going to be the attention I can't what? wait till he shoots them out of games in the playoff series. You, you, it's Trey, so you annoying because I love this Grizzlies team. I love just everything him. about this Grizzlies. It's just him. He's just Dylan Brooks gets hot, boys. What does that mean? It's when. What does that mean? He goes wait four for twelve. Wait till he gets hot. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs>
Dribbles the ball off 11 points on 4 and 12 yeah, situation be, yeah, with Jaws open. Come on, man. What are we doing? All right, guys. It is that time of the week where we give Jake. Oh, wait, no. Regular season's over. That's going to do There's it for no this edition no, 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 of the no, Basketballs. No, no, no. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube page. Subscribe to the Bounce, theathletic.com slash bounce. For Jake King, from Odak, for Javon Edwards, for Dave DeFore, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked in on The Athletic. You all that shit, Jason.